Welcome to the NC Chambers podcast, The Business Playbook. In each episode, we provide business professionals clear, proven strategies for winning at work and moving their organizations forward, all within the time it takes to finish a cup of coffee. I am Emmy Boyette, and I'm happy to introduce my guest today, Kent Taylor, Global Director of Workplace Technology Design and Integrated Solutions at IBM. Kent brings over 25 years of corporate real estate experience and has been with IBM since 2017. He's held various roles globally within corporate real estate, leading high-performing teams at companies like McDonald's, Hydro One Networks, and CN Rail. He has also worked internationally in Germany and Amsterdam and sits on various development committees, boards, and is a frequent public speaker on workplace design corporate real estate trends, and return-to-work strategies. In his spare time, Kent enjoys competitive sports, cooking, travel, CrossFit, and he's also an automotive enthusiast. Kent, thank you so much for being with us today to talk about a topic that really, you know, in the past two years has become a huge focus for businesses, whether they're large or small, and that's the flexible work environment. Kent, I think there are several companies out there, IBM included, that have really been champions in this space far preceding this pandemic. But for others, you know, where traditional work schedules and arrangements have been the norm, the pandemic has really required them to shift their operations. So obviously work environments are changing as a result of the pandemic. And I was looking at some research the other day, Kent, that showed 87% of employers will embrace greater workplace flexibility as we move out of this pandemic. So my question to you is, do you think that shift in culture is, is overdue? Well, first of all, I mean, I wanted to say thank you very much for having me today. Yeah. Um, really, really excited to be, you know, having some thought sharing on on this important topic. And do I think it's overdue? I think it is. I think I think you can see by the overwhelming response of companies as well as their employees that there was probably an imbalance. Now, I will say we've been very fortunate at IBM because we really felt we were always leading the flexible solutions uh, mm-hmm. for our employees. And I think what this has done is helped us really galvanize even more ways to help our our employees during yeah. this pandemic. So let's dive right into it then. What what are some of those flexible work options that IBM offers to its team? Well, I think it starts with the ability to work from home. I think um, sure. depending on your uh, on your on your job role and and really your business unit, um, we've always been very uh, amenable and agreeable to employees uh, having a work-life balance where where it can where it really meets uh, the needs of the business as well as the as the employees. So, you know, we've we feel that this pandemic, while I think it it really came as a shock for a lot of different businesses, sure, we were already in a place where we just really needed to figure out some standardization on the mobilization, if mm-hmm. that made sense. Um, and we did that. I mean, I think uh, no one saw this coming. And really, you know, the initial shock of this really started to uh, subside for us as we went through uh, 2020, because you know what, 
we have the technology. We're a technology company. We just, again, had to really ensure we had it mobilized for all business units across the globe. Sure. Is there anything other than, you know, the potential for remote work that IBM is doing or is that sort of the... Well, the I, I would say, now? again, yeah, no, I would say as well, investing in our technology, right? I think if you look, um, you know, making sure that uh, all the technologies such, you know, as WebEx, for instance, is, is, yeah. is our major our major player, making sure that everyone had the ability to have functioning and, and, and reliable hardware at their home office. All of those things allowed us uh, to really shift to this new hybrid work model. And, and quite frankly, where we didn't see that is really our manufacturing uh, sites where we right. needed to maintain, you know, on-site presence 24 seven. Definitely. Sure. Um, so let's bring in a little bit more research. Um, in a flex jobs survey, 81% of employees that were surveyed said that they would be more loyal to an employer if they had flexible work options. Now, I don't, I don't find that super surprising, just the sentiment, but the percentage there is really high. Do you find that to be true at IBM? Are, are your flexible workplace options really useful in retaining and engaging your team, do you think? I think the, the, retention, uh, the retention angle really is all-encompassing. It's not just work from home. It's work-life balance. It is how do we how how do we treat people? It's um, how do we care for each other? How do we allow people to grow in their uh, in their in their positions? And I and I really feel that one of the things that we are always striving at IBM is really to be the best to our employees and. That's through a number of programs, especially now having people work from home for such a long time. Mm -hmm. It's really important that we not only look at the work, but we look at their, their personal well-being as well. So it's, it's about making sure that they're able to do their work, but also making sure that they're, they're healthy, both in mind and body. And I think IBM has really put a big focus on ensuring that our teams uh, have the resources, but also... Uh, have the support that they need. And that's, that's really, I think, what separates the, the companies that are leading in this field from the ones that aren't. And, and IBM is, has really uh, stepped up in terms of how we really are, are, are working with our employees and ensuring uh, they can do their best work while they're, uh, while they're at home. And that, that's really been very important to us. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like IBM is doing an amazing job really focusing on treating the person well, more so than just treating the worker well. It seems like you have a really 100%. strong emphasis on, on that holistic person, which is fantastic. 100%. And I think that to me is what is what's a huge separator uh, in for all industries is, you know what, not treating people like a number or like right. a, you know, a, a, a something that is uh, trying to get work done, but really as a family unit. And that's very, very important. And I think that's something that employers can do regardless of the 100%. size of, of the company. Um, 100%, Emmy. So let's, let's talk about the benefits to the company with these flexible work arrangements. You know, we just talked obviously a little bit about, you know, employee morale and retention and engagement. 
what else do you see as a benefit for the company overall um, and for companies in general, um, those that employ these flexible work cultures? Well, I think when you look at the benefits, number one, you get employees that that really are able to be their best from a work-life mm -hmm. balance standpoint. That's mm -hmm. number one. But I think you also have to look at some of the hard numbers that companies are able to r really examine the costs that they have on traditional real estate. Right. You know, I think if you look at, at companies that have hundreds, thousands of, of facilities uh, across the globe, now they can say, well, do we really need all of them? Does it really make us better? Does it really allow us to be the best we can be? Because we just don't need them. There's no need for as much bricks and mortar in certain, in certain instances. So I think right there, that allows companies to really focus in on what's important from a bottom line perspective. And it's something that we do. We did before uh, the pandemic is we always sure. analyzed our portfolio to make sure we were putting the best people in the best buildings and making sure that it made financial sense. Yeah, and that's, you know, that's important for a data company like <laughs> IBM. 100%. <laughs> and I, and, and, and it's, it, you know, but I think what the pandemic has done is it has really mobilized the need to analyze this quickly sure. yep. and efficiently because now no one was, was, you know, a large majority of the population was not in the office. Right. Let's make sure we cover both sides of the coin here because, you know, as you mentioned before, even within IBM, there are certain segments of your employee population that might not be able to, to embrace the, the flexible work culture if they're in manufacturing, for example. Um, and there, you know, there are also employers that are just much more traditionally minded and are having a hard time embracing the idea of a flexible work environment. So what are some of the challenges for, for staff and for an overall business that they might face embracing this more flexible work culture? Well, I think the key is recognizing that everyone works differently. And when you go to a flexible work culture, there are teams that quite frankly do far better, uh, excuse me, there are people that do far better in person. There mm -hmm. are business units that need the collaboration in person. And you need to be able to recognize that and you need to be able to pivot where it's needed. And that is extremely important for all businesses. You can't strictly say one size fits all. You have to look at your business and businesses within your business and say, okay, what makes sense? Does the developer community, can they be at home and not really collaborating? Mm -hmm. Probably not, right? In the long mm -hmm. term. However, depending on the business, you may have another group that says, hey, we can do this. We're a global team anyways, and we, can, sure. we need to share files, collaborate through WebEx, Zoom, uh, you know, or, or other online methods. And that, that really doesn't change the, the work that we're doing. Sure. But I think you have, to, you have to really be in touch with your workforce. And again, it's something that IBM has worked extremely hard to do to understand who is best suited, what business units are best built to continue to work uh, from a flexible solution, and which ones do we need to get back into the office? Because that collaboration creates those uh, involuntary collisions within the works workplace that really spark 
new ideas, innovation, and, and really drive engagement, which is also one of those uh, one of those very very sensitive subjects when you talk work work uh, work from home. Sure, involuntary collisions. I love that. I actually just wrote that down. Um, I think that you made a really great point. Um, saying that employers can't just superficially make this decision or, or, or say, hey, let's let's change our work policies because everyone else is doing it. You really have to dive into to data. You have to really take a look and analyze what's best for your team. And that's, that's not a superficial decision to make. So thank you for acknowledging that. That's a great point. Um, earlier, you had mentioned sort of the cost savings that a company can enjoy primarily from a real estate perspective if they embrace more of that flex work culture. And the answer here might be no, but I just want to shoot it out to you. Do you think there are any areas where employers can, you know, aside from real estate, where employers can save money by embracing flex work arrangements? Or are there areas where the costs might actually increase for the company? Well, I, I think I think when, you know real estate is the obvious one. I, I think when you look at transportation, let's look at the cost to travel. Sure. Um, for a company like IBM, which now has you know over two hundred and fifty thousand employees, and a lot of those teams uh, had to travel to meet clients or right. had to travel for meetings. The last two years, we haven't had to. Right. So there's there's cost savings and there there will be residual cost savings as some of those people continue to stay at home. Now, when you look at possible costs that come from uh, the work from home uh, shift, mm -hmm. I would say making sure your employees have the technology to do their best work at home. Critical. Yep. So you know what? There's nothing worse, and I think we all saw this at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone had WebEx. And um, or Zoom, and it yeah. was glitching uh, because their kids, myself, with three teenagers at home, uh, who were all online, uh, my internet needed to be enhanced. As a yep. great example, so I needed to get computer screens at home. I worked from my laptop at home, but really, people had to start setting up home offices and making sure that they could do their best work while they weren't in the office. So that's a cost. That had that had to be looked at, and has to be looked at for any company that's that's looking to do this. It's really company dependent, mm -hmm. and it's really it really you really have to look at your workforce and where you see um, where you see it shifting, how long you see it shifting, and really the type of work that you're doing. That's a great response. I think that it, this entire pandemic has really been a rallying cry for widespread infrastructure improvements, um, particularly with broadband access. You see the, so often in rural communities and underserved communities that it's something that's much harder to get access to. And just as a quick side note to those listening, um, plugging into your local or state like us, Chamber of Commerce is a great place to start if you're wanting to, to be a part of that change, because I think having broadband access widespread to the point where it needs to be is critical in, in moving moving us forward as a state and in our localities as well. Um, another question I had for you, Kent, for businesses that are really considering shaking things up, maybe they were a business that was purely traditional. They had everyone come in Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5.30 or you know, 9 to whatever. 
they're thinking, okay, it's time to make a change. We've looked at the data, we've looked at what our team is capable of doing, and it seems like it makes a lot of sense for us to, to make a transition to maybe a more flexible arrangement for, for our employees. What are some best practices they can follow if this is new territory for them? That's a super question, Emmy. I think the key here is be strategic. Look at your look at your team and say, okay, we may want to shift everyone as an example of a, a smaller company uh, to work from home, but let's try it out. Let's get a pilot hmm. because you want to make this as painless as possible sure. for both the for both the employer and and your employees and you know unfortunately all of us were thrust into this at once in march yep. of 2020 yep. uh, very different circumstances i think the companies that are now looking to go to a work from home uh, situation have the benefit of really seeing what some of these other companies went through and struggled through Great point. Uh, as they as they scrambled so i sure. think my biggest, my biggest um, word of advice would be: be strategic. Uh, run a run a uh, a pilot program of people working from home. Use their their experiences to really form the basis behind the work from home policy. Sure. And you know because that engagement will be key with your employees, and it, it it's that feedback that you really want to harness as you go into this new way of working. Yeah, that would be and my, my biggest recommendation. As a follow up to that, for those who want to follow that advice, and I know this is putting you on the spot, and so just a general estimate I think is fine here. But what what's a good amount of time for a pilot like that? I mean, how, how, how many months or, or weeks would be a good amount of time to, to really test that out with a pilot group? Well, in, in, if I, if I were joking, I would say uh, two years because that's how long we've been all doing it. But, <laughs> but to be honest and, and uh, not to be facetious, I think, you know, I think you want to give it time to settle. So you need to get someone in there. I would say three months mm -hmm. to get them in there. And, and really get them feeling their routine, understanding the technology, the new technology they'll be working with, um, their own balance, work-life balance at home, as well as expectations from leadership. And, you know, I think for a, for a, a new company, I would look um, at three months, you know, uh, as really the benchmark to really come back and say, okay, did this work? Here's what we need to change. Here's what went well. Here's what didn't. And I think that gives you a great, um, you know, some great information over those three months. Yeah, I think three months sounds like a great, a great barometer for, for you know, getting getting a good feel for for how that might go for companies of any size. Um, exactly. And and Kent, I wanted before we wrap up, I wanted to give you a chance just to, you know, add anything that you think you know I should have asked you about or anything that mm -hmm. we've had a blind spot to in our conversation um, anything that you want to add on the IBM side about flexible work arrangements and um, where you see those going moving forward yeah I think you know these have all been this has been amazing Emmy and I and I want to make sure that I, I first of all let you know that I'd be more than happy to speak to anyone um, that, that, that wants to, to talk about this in, in greater detail or length. But Great. I think, I think in closing, uh, the, the biggest thing is that, you know, you have to really understand that businesses 
can get through this. Mm -hmm. But being in the office, there is an intangible that you always have to remember. Nothing beats face-to-face collaboration. It's very important. Does it mean you always have to be face-to-face? No. But is it important to the success of businesses? I definitely believe it is. And you have to find that balance. And I think that's what's key is finding the balance. And that's something at IBM that we are really working and striving towards is finding that balance. But we do recognize that, you know, those involuntary collisions that occur Mm -hmm. drive great ideas, drive innovation, drive engagement, drive mental health. All of those things are extremely important and taking it all away uh, is, is not the answer. And as we all know, the old way of being 60 hours in front of a screen at work is also not the way it's really about balance. And I think, uh, you know, uh, I, I would really end with that. I think that's very important for, for everyone to understand, including employees, because a lot of the times convenience is is really uh, is really mixed up with efficiency, and I think we can all say when you when when we all started working from home, a lot of people said, "Oh, this is great, this is awesome, right. I can mm-hmm. I can work from home." But I think you have to really also be honest and say, "Am I being as efficient? Am I getting the best out of my teams when they're at home?" And that's really the that's really the 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 swaying pendulum that we're always trying to we're trying to hit, and I think that's very key um, because we all work differently, and I think it's 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 understanding where where does that demarcation point lie. Sure, that's very really important. And it sounds and like it, IBM is doing a great job, sort of championing that that employee balance from an overall perspective. 100% because one size doesn't fit all. And I, and I believe you really have to look at the type of business you're in. You have to look at the type of employees within each of those businesses and really, really work with, with everyone, uh, to, to come w- to come together with a solution that really fits. Ladies and gentlemen, this was Kent Taylor, Global Director of Workplace Technology Design and Integrated Solutions at IBM. Kent, thank you so much for joining us and giving us these great takeaways for our audience today. Emmy, I want to thank you. Thank you again, everyone. Please stay safe, and you know, hopefully, uh, the summer will bring um, a lot more a lot more freedom for all of us. But thank you. Thanks, Kent. Thank you for tuning in to this month's edition of the Business Playbook. At the NC Chamber, our mission is to research, develop, advocate, and communicate for solutions and policies that produce a nationally competitive business climate in North Carolina. For more information on how the NC Chamber can advocate for your business, visit ncchamber.com.